The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two shots and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. It is Friday. It is the best day of the week. It is November the 12th. It is five minutes past the top of the hour. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studio. It is Friday, which means Seth Stokes is joining us today. You know it's a good day when we got Stokes with us. You know it's a good day when Seth Stokes is with us. Ben Stokes, good morning, gentlemen. What's going on, brother? Good morning to everybody but Georgia fans. I hope you all step in dog poop this morning. Amen. You know you just clean that up, right? It's not a big deal. Okay, but it's annoying. It, oh, yes. I, all right, I'll take it a step further. I hope you walk outside of your house. I hope you step in, in dog poop, and then I hope you get to your car and your car battery's dead. Dang. I hope Georgia fans have a miserable day. Now I hope I what's worse about stepping in um dog poop is is not realizing it until you walk inside and Correct. you travel throughout your house or you go to your car like like that's the worst part is when you, it doesn't hit you until after a few minutes of coming back inside. That's that's the worst. That is the worst. Uh, Stokes, yeah, good morning, man. I know you um, don't wish evil on Georgia fans like like Ben, man. I know you're a little bit nicer when it comes to Georgia fans, right? 
<laughs> we all know how I do when it comes to Georgia Week. Now, I've I've been pretty quiet this week on Twitter just because the situation is what it is. But, Lord have mercy, if we make this a game or if we happen to, by some miracle, win this game, I may be the most intolerable person on the face of the planet. I'm here to see it. I will be here to see it. A lot of things. They literally deserve no happiness. None. <laughs> whatsoever. None. They don't deserve any Christmas. They don't deserve any Thanksgiving. They don't deserve anything good to happen to them whatsoever. Bad vibes, negative things only. Ever. Forever. 24-7, 365. And they're already high on life from the Braves winning the World Series. Look, I, I'm not. I, I'm going to separate the dog fans that are Braves fans. Like you, you enjoy your Braves, you know your Braves World Series championship. I'm enjoying the Braves World Series championship. But come Saturday, and 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 with every other thing in life outside of the Braves, y'all can kiss my butt. Hey, what if, what if Stokes during the Tennessee football game, Georgia fans start doing the Braves chant, and then Tennessee fans start joining him? Look, that's different. That's baseball. We, I'm talking we, during, we, we during the Tennessee football game. That would be. I don't think I, I, I. You know, Georgia fans are ignorant enough to do that. Tennessee fans, they're they're locked in. They're ready to go. I don't think they would join in. I don't. I think that hypothetical is one that's just going to be a hypothetical that would never, ever, ever, ever happen. You might get a sprinkling of of dummy Georgia fans do it, but there ain't not now one Tennessee ball in that stadium during that game that's going to participate in in that. Nobody brings people together better than the Braves. The Braves do bring people together now, but this is a time of hate and division. <laughs> I hope. I hope inside the, Neyland Stadium. It, it would be really unfortunate if if the tomahawk chop busted out inside of Neyland Stadium because the national media folks would, would spin it as Tennessee fans being racist. Well, of course they would. Of course they would. But you know what? The the, like the national media they they're on my kiss my butt list too. The heck with all of them, except for maybe Barrett Salee. He's about he's about it. I got a hypothetical for you. What if okay. Tennessee was playing a team that had red, black, and their colors, and we decided to wear black too? Like, I, okay, you know, I saw that last <laughs> night on Twitter, and I was like, are are we? Are we really wearing black when Georgia's <laughs> secondary, like one, not even secondary, one of their primary colors yeah, is red, is black. black? <laughs> I, you know, very confusing, and I'm sure it's what the players want, and they're not thinking about that, and they they like the look of the of the all black uniform, and and cool if that's what they want to do. I'm I'm not one to say they can't do it if that's going to help the hype them up a little bit more. Uh, get them excited to play a little bit more, which they shouldn't need any more excitement to play in this game. But you know, if if that if that helps against the number one team in the nation, then so be it. Just go for it. Do what you got to do. Do you boo boo and go out there and ball. <laughs> exactly, man. That's, I I when I when I saw the um, the announcement, I was like, whatever. Yeah. Just just go play, man. Just go play your best, and if that if that. Does it for you, then cool, whatever. doesn't make sense to me. I wouldn't mm-hmm. prefer it, but, hey, it ain't about me. Um, I-N-A-M. Ain't that right, Ben? Yes. It's not about me. I-N-A-M. Huh? 
I nam. It's not about me. I thought you I thought you was over there cussing, man. I was like, man, it's too early for all that. I was uh, saving all my cuss words for tomorrow's football game. <laughs> so yeah, it ain't about me, man. Whatever whatever floats the boat of the players and mm-hmm. recruits like, hey, whatever. So yeah. uh that will be a interesting sight as I watch on TV tomorrow. Um mm-hmm. a bunch of black on the field, but whatever. Looking forward to what, Ben? You all right? No comment. Yeah, we're watching from there. From there. From no, there. no, no, no. A bunch of a black on the field. Well, there will be a bunch of black. Well, until Chase McGrath comes out there, well, and the Maze Brothers. Unless, unless Peyton's wearing, planning on wearing all black. That's a bit it. I wasn't talking about that, but but why are you making it a race thing, man? Because I can. Biggest part of the national media, anyways. My goodness, Pey- Peyton. Peyton. Ben woke. Pey- Peyton's gonna be in dark mode too. Benjamin woke. Uh, Stokes, do you think Peyton realizes that Tennessee fans think that he is a curse? I don't think Peyton cares. And he shouldn't. I don't think Peyton cares. He's going to say, okay, you want you want this donation? Yeah? Okay. Well, then I'm going to be at the game. <laughs> like, that's – the thing is, every, every other day of the week, every other day of the year, Vol fans love Peyton Manning, except for the – two to three games uh, a year he comes to, then they can't stand him. Then he's a curse, and he's uh, a bane on the existence of Tennessee football that day. It doesn't matter. Please, it doesn't matter whether he's at the game or whether he's not at the game. His presence has zero impact on what happens on the field. Stokes, you know how, like, a joke at one moment of time was like funny or cute and mm-hmm. over time it kept being used over and 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 it's like it ain't funny anymore kind of like yes when we was messing with you about little jesse that yes that's exactly what came to mind yeah like it, it like it was funny for like a little bit but then little jesse mm-hmm. yep. became a teenager in a middle schooler, right. and it wasn't funny anymore. Or like when this joke about me being Hollywood, it's it's not funny anymore. Like, it's, why are you it's, subtweeting Chris Lowe? It's old because he's not the only one who uses it. It's just it's just old. He's he made it up, but it's just it's old to you. Well, y'all keep rolling with it if y'all want to. Like, it, at some point, the joke. Runs out. There's an expiration yeah. date. Well, I've moved on to the Steve Harvey of Knoxville, anyways. So that's a that, good one. That, I've got a, I got another month or two out of that one, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll pivot from there. Hey, I'm like, hey, I'm like Henry Hooker. I gave myself that 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 title. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> he did. He told. He, I, it was in a text or during a commercial <laughs> a couple months ago. He said, "You know what? I've got it. The Steve Harvey of Knoxville. Yeah, I I'm trying. I was trying to be the whole time. So yeah, man. Hey, why wouldn't you be? He's yeah. everywhere, and he's making money left and right. Yeah, I'm Who proud. I'm proud of that title. Yeah. yeah, man. Got me. Got me a couple uh, sports jackets from Mark Denham. Mark Nelson Denham. I'm trying to be like Steve Harvey. And <laughs> they're not down to your knees, are they? No, 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 no. He don't do that anymore. Uh, that's true. That's true. He's gotten with the time. He's not. He's not early two thousands. Steve mm-mm, Harvey. Mm-mm. And my mustache is definitely not that thick. So no, <laughs> Boy, there's there's got a filler in his lip. Yeah, there's. You li- should do the. You should do the uh, the mustache. Nah, man, my hair don't grow that 
that that thick in my face anyway. So no, nah, I won't be doing any Steve Harvey facial hair. No, nah, I'm good. But like sometimes jokes just run out. It's like okay, yeah. man, we still using the same joke. The Peyton Manning curse. It, it started off as just a little joke, and then mm-hmm. some people like really believe it who are just not that smart. Peyton comes to the good game, the good games where we play against teams that are just better than us, and they beat us. Peyton just needs to go come to the South Alabama game. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he needs to do. He needs to come yeah. to the South Alabama game. He needs to come to more games where the opponent is not as good as freaking Georgia and Alabama. But he, he – goes to those games because when he played, those were big games, and Tennessee would beat those teams. Mm-hmm. So why would Peyton Manning want to come to Tennessee ETSU? or win? Well, I mean, why would he want to come watch that game? Because he's a football guy. So he wants to see good games. Randy Sanders is coaching. He's a good football. Whatever. Not against Tennessee. So, like, this whole Peyton Manning curse, like, it's – it's not real. It's Nobody not, likes to eat their own better than Tennessee fans. Man, God, wait. So annoying. Now, what do we think about Peyton's comments that the Bulldogs better look out? Peyton, shh. <laughs> shh. <laughs> Shut up, Peyton. You, you need to be like a child back in the day. You were to be seen and not heard. <laughs> we don't need your help, Peyton. They must not be doing the Manning cast this upcoming Monday. Yeah, yeah. Shh. Didn't you have to wear Eli jersey on, on the Manning cast already? Mm-hmm. We don't need you giving Georgia any bulletin board material, Peyton. Come on now. Have they done the Manning cast since uh, Marshawn got on there and dropped an F-bomb? Yes. They've done it one other time? They did it uh, last week. Did they do it for the Steelers-Bears game? I didn't. No, they no. should have. They did not. Mm-mm. Well, see, I, I, I don't want to watch the Manning cast when my team is playing because it's you, you don't actually watch the game. You're more so watching the Manning brothers. Uh, you don't want to hear Manning talk about how being Rutherford needs to retire like that? Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to hear Peyton and Eli talk about how the Steelers got to win over the Bears, but I'm just saying they distract from actually watching the game. I would like to hear their commentary on how that ref cheated. I thought it was a great call, personally. Of course you did. I mean – when you go and you, you walk towards the opposing bench and you stare at them for, for multiple seconds and, and, and you kind of do a little backwards swaggy walk to your sideline, that's taunting. No, that's yes. not why I threw that flag. Yep, taunting. The great call. The ref backed up into the player like he was at the club. Look, he, tried to back, he tried to back that thing up and then initiated contact and then threw the flag. I know one thing. I've been not see that ref in the streets. I, I, right? I've been not see that ref in the streets. That's all I know. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a Bears fan. I'm not a Steelers fan. <laughs> but that was, some, that was some BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You can say something about my Steelers all you want. At least my Steelers didn't lose to the 1-7 Miami Dolphins. Hmm? The Ravens lost to the Dolphins last night. Mm-hmm. At least my team hasn't done that. Now, 
I'll, I'll, I'll reassess that particular comment come Monday after the Steelers get done playing the Lions. As a matter of fact, if the Steelers find a way to lose to the, to the Lions on Sunday, I promise you I will not show up on Monday. <laughs> Brad Matthews will be in studio while, while you're at Beatty on Monday if the Steelers were to find a way to lose to the Lions. I will not show Why, up on Monday. Why, you afraid of Triple O? No, not Triple O. I'm afraid of everybody if the Steelers lose to the Lions. The Bills lost to the Jaguars last week. It happens. Yep. And Bills, I mean, they were a legit Super Bowl uh, contending team. Didn't Tights lose to the Jets? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is it'll be okay if the Steelers lose to the Lions. No, it's a different, different level of suck. <laughs> it's a different level. Different level, man. Different level. No, Falcons are getting hot stokes. Nah. Don't a little hype, bit don't, here and there. Don't, don't hype stokes up. Don't, don't pump his head up. They're not yeah, getting hot. They've been playing well. Cordero Patterson is the best story in the league this year. Look, CP's great. CP's always going to be great. CP Flash. He's always going to be great. But, yeah, the, the Falcons, they, they got to show me a lot more. And I don't – as bad as the season started, I know the, I know the season's still still fairly young and they can – you know, they're, they're still in the playoff hunt somehow, some way. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking for good things out of this team this season. I'm looking for draft picks. Like I'm, I'm okay with being patient in the NFL. Yeah, you, you almost have to be. I guess I just they're playing better than I thought that they would this year. I know they're only four and four, which isn't something to to truly brag about. But I, I just nope. didn't really expect a, a ton from them this year. But they've been playing well the last couple of weeks. CP's been really fun to watch. He's he's been balling. Yeah, CP's always gonna be fun. Yes. Yes, I mean, but he like this year he's legitimately one of the best players in football. Yes, so it'll be interesting to see how they play against the Cowboys this this week. Cowboys talking about embarrassing losses. They looked awful against the Broncos last weekend. Awful. So, boys, what do, what do y'all think of uh, all the cash that's going into the to the facility coming up? One hundred and thirty million dollars. One hundred and thirty. Isn't that what it was? Stadium or not stadium renovations, but a uh, facility upgrades. Going to have a, really? a full length basketball court. Will that even make it a year? I say no. Did we just do this eight years ago? That's time, man. But we need all the it new is. bells and whistles. It is. It's time you got to do no, it. It's time. Thirty million dollars. Oh, sorry. That's like hundred thirty. Boy, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna build a whole new city. Um, right. No, no, it's definitely time though. You gotta gotta keep up with the Joneses. You were ahead in the arms race for a minute, and then everybody caught up and passed you. Now you got to get back ahead. Two things, two things that that Tennessee is accomplishing here. Number one is that you are competing with the competition. Mm-hmm. You always have to compete with the competition, so you're doing that. Number two is you want players in the complex as much as possible. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. You want guys around each other as much as possible. If you don't have anything to do outside watching film and practicing and working out, then guys are going to go home. But if you have the players' lounge where you just kick it, and that's where we built some of our best relationships. And we didn't even have a players' lounge. We just had a locker room with a couch in it <laughs> and a TV. They just put two couches and a TV in it. It was They put it in right before – we play cow. And I remember black leather seats, black leather couches. They installed the TVs. And we're like, you, we doing it, baby. 
Moving on up to the east side. We upgrade. This is what Beyonce was talking about. We getting upgraded, baby. And I remember watching ESPN, watching Marshawn Lynch on ESPN get be interviewed. That was like the first week we got those TVs. But we 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 chilled so much in the locker room and didn't even have enough room for anybody to sit down because it was just two couches. But like we spent our most of our time in the locker room after the games, and we had like stools. Golly, it was, these, <laughs> these 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 dudes even deserve all this good stuff? I need to win some more games, man. We had stools, and we would sit there and just chop it up, and and wouldn't leave until thirty minutes, sixty minutes after the practice. That's what you want to create if you're Tennessee. Hey, man, let's go bowling. Let's go shoot some hoops. Yeah, I don't know how long that basketball stuff is gonna last though. One one injury is gonna be it's gonna be over. What just wait till that first sprained ankle or or torn ACL and yeah. that basketball court is donezo. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, uh oh, hundred and forty five thousand square foot expansion. There you go. Or expanding it to that amount on a thirty million dollar upgrade. My apologies for the bad info. Uh the the tweet said renovated state of the art locker room. A full body recovery lab. Yes. Expanded weight room and nutrition center. Expansive players lounge. An arcade plus a bowling alley. Yes. An outdoor nice. team pavilion. Yes. I like it. I love it. And a full length basketball court that out. won't last very long. Nah. Won't last very long. <laughs> my, my, my two initial thoughts. Uh, the full length basketball court won't last long. That was one. Yeah. The second one was that. Uh, Tony Vitello immediately ran to Danny White's office and had a fun conversation with Danny White. And, and then uh, a side thought on, on that second thought is that when construction does begin, uh, expansion on, on the facility, is that Tony Vitello is going to go and strip off all his clothes and, and protest at the construction site and, and refuse to move until somebody AOKs uh, a brand new Lindsey Nelson Stadium renovation. Hey man, um, he needs to get his. But I know, I'm see what happened was the, the, we I know, just think it's funny. We know that we know what the bread and butter sport is. No, I here. get it, and I, I'm I'm mostly joking. I just think it's. Are it's you joking fun. or you're not joking? I am joking. Okay, but I I do think it is a, a very funny coincidence. I mean, I, I, the the all of it needs it. I mean, yes. most sports need the yes, absolutely. I I am mostly joking. I'm just saying. I think it's a very funny coincidence. Yeah. After um, the talk back in the spring, after the baseball season, and then bam, mm-hmm. <laughs> thirty million dollars poured into the to the football. Program. Well, this is not something that just because it's announced in the last twenty four hours. This is not something that have was decided on in the last six months. Absolutely. This is something that has been talked about. With previous head coaches, yes, yes, yes. plural, mm-hmm. like plural, from Dooley to Butch to Pruitt, and now Danny White and, and Josh Heupel, a players' lounge was something that was needed for years, even before Tony Vitello was here. T- uh, Tennessee is behind the the A ball when it comes to having a players' lounge. When we first built the Anderson Training Center, yeah, Tennessee was out in front, but other teams have caught up and passed Tennessee in terms of facilities. A player's lounge is desperately needed. Yes. Desperately needed. So 
when I saw the uh, announcement, I did think of Tony Vitello. I did not think about him in that way that you're thinking about him, Ben. That's a little weird. I don't want to see him protesting. Um, but I did think about the baseballs. I mean, I hope they get theirs. I really hope they uh, they get theirs. I do know there's some um, some logistical hurdles of what you can do and what you can't do because of that space. But I expect them to get theirs. The crazy thing about this whole renovation project that's going to take place next year is, man, Tennessee may be playing a spring game away from Knoxville. That's the that's the weird thing. And when I think of yeah, the spring game, I think of like all the fans coming to Knoxville and you know, Knoxville being the place, but we may cram ourselves in Nashville. We may be in Nashville or maybe off-site somewhere else out of town because the renovations need to be done and you, you can't have folks up in up in the stadium and things like that when you're trying to um, knock, knock seats out, knock parts of the stadium down and to, to make it better. So that's what stood out to me, guys. We got to take a break, though. We do need to take a break. We got to take a break. We got to take a break. We're going to do that. We're going to come back. Tennessee, Georgia tomorrow, CBS. Little CBS game. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah, my bad about last week, guys. Huh? Hey, we ready for another five-hour football game? Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm cool. I'm ready for some football. Sorry about it last night. I, I you know, I was, I didn't have a problem with the broadcast team. I didn't watch the broadcast um, to really hear it. Last week, but I, I saw a lot of the comments from. They were bad. Yeah, my bad guys. I thought I, I thought they were good. I, I mean, I enjoyed them. You know, pre- previous games. I thought you know, but I heard they didn't do a great job at all. They they had a rough go. Not yeah, the best way. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Hour number one is brought to you by Healer Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com With smartphones being such an integral part of our daily lives, it is truly an inconvenience when it doesn't work properly. It disrupts the normalcy of our day. When you go into the cell phone store to have it repaired, they just try to upsell you on a new phone. That's why the owner of iDrop, TKL, left those places and opened iDrop. His goal is a happy customer. TKL and the team will listen to what you have going on and work to solve the problem of your broken device in a way that best suits your needs. Instead of trying to upsell you on something that you just don't need. They don't just repair phones. They can service your laptop or PC as well as your Mac. Windows 7 support is over. But iDrop can help you transition to Windows 10. They have a five-star rating on Google with hundreds of positive reviews. Let me say that again. I don't think y'all understand how big this is. They have a five-star rating on Google. Their customer service really speaks for itself. So if you ever find yourself with a device that isn't performing as it should, give iDrop a call at 865-888-9740 or check them out on Facebook at iDrop of Knoxville. If man made it, they can fix it. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 
42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at swainevent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Seth Stokes, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben sounding good. Stokes sounding good on a beautiful Friday. Man, the leaves just was falling like crazy yesterday here in Knoxville, man. It's a beautiful sight. I know you need to get, get, get your uh, maid out in the yard, clean up uh, the leaves for you. You got a lot out there. I noticed that when I was walking in. Nah, man. Um, it rained, so I got to wait till the leaves dry before I mess with them leaves. I am not trying to blow some wet leaves. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let them. I'm gonna let them dry up. But I can't wait to be out there. My daughters, they were like, "We want to make a, we want to make a leaf pile. We want to dive in the leaves." I was like, "You need to wait. Wait to more to some more fall <laughs> down." But I can't wait to be out there with the backpack blower blowing leaves. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to do backpack it, Backpack blower is so much fun. I know it, man. I know it, man. I'm going to be out in the backyard like, uh, what's that, Hank Hill? Ain't that, ain't that his name? Dang it, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be me, man. Be, I uh, can't wait to be in the backyard blowing leaves like Hank Hill. I didn't watch that show. 
<laughs> oh my goodness, you're missing out, man. What's the name of it? I'm, I'm, King of the Hill. Yeah, King of the Hill. That <laughs> it that, is hysterical. I'm I'm sure it, not my not my cup of tea. I understand. What you're it, it's very similar to South Park, right? Uh, no. It's, it's like a, it's like South Park type is of funny, right? Over the top, irreverent towards everybody. That, King of the Hill fair. is more of a commentary on it. it it's it takes, uh, I guess, just. I, the best way to put this, I guess, is Southern Caucasianness and amplifies it a little bit, and without the racism, and that's good. It's hysterical, honestly. It's, it's, it's crude, about a man it? and his family and his dog, and he cares about his lawn and propane and propane accessories. <laughs> yeah, that's me, man. That's me. Yeah, that's gonna be me when the leaves dry. I'll be out there on my backpack blower, man, blowing them in a nice pile, and then the girls can drive. Uh, drive in them with their little motorized trucks or dive in them all they want to. And then I'm going to come over the top with it with a lawnmower and, and, and shred them all up, man. That's the, there you go. That's the best part of uh, this year. But, man, it was a beautiful sight in East Tennessee, man. Over the last couple of days, the leaves are just changing colors and falling, man. It's beautiful, man. It is beautiful. It's why people <clears throat> love the Smoky Mountains, man. Just absolutely mm-hmm. stunning. Stunning. Reminds me so yep. much of Huntsville, man. Sitting right there in the valley uh, with the mountains all around. That's why I love I love Knoxville. Reminds me so much of home in Huntsville. Of our home, Ben. No, your home, not mine. 865-255-03. Irish Network's hotline. Jeff Moore says, Swain, you going to get a side job selling propane? I need to. I need to hook up, man. Propane is hot. Everything high right now, man. You ain't never lied. So my goodness. So I would. Um, that's what I, I. I explained how I smoked a brisket, and I gave I gave it away to one of our family friends that had their second baby, and you know we just wanted to give them something to eat, not have to worry about food. So I smoked the brisket for them, and nice. um, I was up in Samuel's, and I looked at the price of the brisket. I was like, for what? <laughs> Why is this? Why is this whole brisket seventy one dollars, and the flat itself is sixty eight dollars? What sense does that make? The flat smaller than the whole brisket. But I was like, man, let me just go ahead and get it. Keep my mouth closed, um, and, and do it for the right reasons. Now, the, the brisket I smoked for Rodney and Austell, you know, Rodney paid for it, so it was all good. <laughs> he paid for his own. Brisket. That's different. Yeah, he That's paid for different. his own brisket. But man. <laughs> Food costs going up. Thanksgiving is going to be another level. You're going to need some ramen noodles. You pass the gravy. Did you put in on this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. You're going to start putting your name on things like college days where you had roommates. Right. Golly. Got to have that Friendsgiving so everybody chips in. B-Y-O-F. Bring your own food. No. Nah. No, nah, I can't do that. Because <laughs> somebody's going to bring that that potato salad. The raises in it. Have you seen that video where the mom is like cussing out the daughter because she tried something new for Thanksgiving and messed up the recipe? No. She's no. Like, you don't try new recipes on Thanksgiving. You practice on your own time. You don't. You don't mean experimenting on Thanksgiving. You practice on your own time. And she was mad. <laughs> she was mad. This is Thanksgiving. Oh, you, you do oh tried and true recipes on Thanksgiving. You don't experiment. 
<laughs> no. There will not be any bring your own food. Mm-mm. I got it. I got it. Make you sure don't want right. any raisins in your mac and cheese, Mm-mm. man? Mm-mm. I got it. I got it. I make sure it's all right. I will stay up all night, get up early in the morning. I'm not letting anybody mess up Thanksgiving. Experimenting from, from Pinterest. Mm-mm. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Ken, for the political commentary on the text box. I don't care. <laughs> don't care about anybody's political um, thoughts and opinions. I don't care. Your side sucks, and the other side sucks, too. I don't want to hear. Don't care. Um, the whole thing sucks. <laughs> uh, All of them. Let's see here. Look at the text box. Oh, QC Rodney says, battle at Bristol game, spring game edition. Man. That's going to be, um, that, that could be cool. A spring game away from home. Stuff that could be cool. It could be. That could be interesting. I, I don't I don't know about a battle at Bristol because of everything that has to go into that. And and we know what the attendance numbers look like at a spring game. Um so I, I don't know if that's realistic, but an off site spring game could be interesting. A neutral site spring game, if you will. Um going over to to Nissan Stadium in Nashville would not be a bad idea, honestly. That's um, awesome. It's just, yeah, it's just right right down the street from Knoxville. And you know it's it's uh it'll be different, something different, and and for a good reason because things are be changing for the better inside Neyland Stadium, because um, you can't have construction and people together that just doesn't mix. Um, so yeah, I, I I'd, I'd be cool with that different environment, different uh, different city, you know, do something a little different. So yeah, I, that'd be interesting. Um, I don't, I wonder just Ben, it might be an interesting article for you. Um, programs throughout the country that have ever had off-site spring games away from their home stadium and maybe an interview or two with some ADs that have been part of that and see how that went. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, that's there you I go. Did. Assignment. There you go, Ben. I, mean, I, I think it's cool because, <laughs> you know, number one, you are playing in an NFL stadium. Like I remember being in the Cowboy Stadium practicing uh, during the Cotton Bowl, uh, you know, we play in the Tampa Bay Stadium there in the Outback Bowl. Um, I think that's just really cool for our players to experience an NFL stadium. And then you come back with some perspective like, yo, we our stadium is is nice and our facilities are, are super nice. And, man, we are actually living like professionals. Like we are – we have the same type of stuff that professionals have. And you come back and you gain that perspective when you experience something like that. And I think it's cool for the fans that travel from – you know Memphis and you know, the the west side of Tennessee. They don't have to make that far of a drive. So I think that would be really really mm-hmm. cool, man, to do it do to do it in Nashville. Now the traffic stinks, but um, other than that, man, I think that would be that'll be awesome on a on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, that that would be cool. I, I would be if that happens. That that would be awesome. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. I know, also Ken. Doing- it's all good, man. It's all good, kid. All right. Tim, <laughs> Tim C says, play it at Vandy. They don't need it, and we'll fill it up. Man, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I have a spring game in Chattanooga at Finley Stadium. It holds 22,000. It'll no. be full. I'm, I'm, 
You mad? You mad, Chattanooga? Traffic. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to tell with it. Yeah, hey, Chattanooga. Man. It was like, well, nothing to do with Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> All good. <laughs> Y'all can have it. I watch online. UT is part of the the UT system. UTC. I like. I love Chattanooga. I love UTC. Go Mox. But driving through Chattanooga has become absolutely miserable. It is absurd how terrible it is to drive to Chattanooga. I'm good. I got to do it here in a couple of days. Good luck. Have fun. Mm. Don't go during the day. I'll be hitting it right right around uh, noon here in a couple of days. Nah, that's not that bad. I'm the go- problem is you go during the day and you deal with, with regular traffic. If you go at night, they shut down a lane somewhere and do construction. <laughs> so either way, you're going to lose. Yeah, they've been doing that for years. I know, man. But you used to be able to time it perfectly to where you could get through Chattanooga without any issues, but now it just doesn't matter. It it does not matter. It's, it's miserable all the time. You hurting Tramel's feelings. You know Tramel's in Chattanooga. He's triggered Tramel's, right now. Tramel's part of the problem because it's it's people who drive without their headlights on that have resulted in all this construction. I agree. Because they need to make it easier on people to drive around in those parts because they don't know how to drive around in the first place. They don't even turn on the you headlights. Tramel listening to this right now saying, what did y'all just talk about jokes running their course a minute ago? <laughs> that, that one may not ever <laughs> run its course. No, well, that joke hasn't inspired. It just happened you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, let's exactly. get to Dave and Ackworth. Dave, good morning. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, um, I guess I'm going to have to, to drop a little bit of knowledge on y'all this morning, but we have actually played a spring game and in Chattanooga. When was that? 1994. 1994. And it was for the same reasons that you're talking about. They were doing renovations on the stadium and had to move the game. So nice. um, I thought, so, uh, and it was at UTC Stadium. I thought it was going to be the hottest ticket on the planet. I think I bought like eight tickets. I actually bought tickets because they were selling them because of the limited seating. They weren't very much, but yeah, I got down there and nobody showed up. I was kind of a little, a little disappointed. Oh, I was man. kind of surprised, too. So, but yeah, so that has happened before. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for that note. That's, sure. that's, that's good right there. Hey, let me, let me, I'm going to talk about one thing about the game Saturday that Nobody's talked about, which I think is hilarious. Please. But I'm going to talk about Alante Taylor's play of the game. And it wasn't the pick six. It was the play before that. So, if you all recall, they, uh, Kentucky had scored on a, on a, on a run uh, right before that where we had three guys on the, left side of the, on, on the left side of the line of scrimmage off sides. I don't know if you all remember that. But – we had a problem with guys lining up off sides in that series. So we start the next series, and it was first and ten, and we had a guy lined up off sides again. And Alante Taylor starts losing his mind yelling at the guy to get on sides. You can, if you watch it, it's hilarious because all of a sudden he's waving his arms and yelling, and, and finally the guy moves back, and we stop him for a one-yard uh, one loss. And Alante Taylor has a pick six on the next play. Oh, man, I didn't even notice that, man. Yeah, he's right about that. Yeah. That's, I, I, noticed that. That. I noticed that in real time. And, and somebody comment, commented that on the text box yesterday because somebody else asked about lining up on sides yep, against yep. Kentucky, and, and somebody mentioned that on the text box. And I meant to, to bring it back up. He had to, like, stomp at 
uh, whichever defensive lineman it was. I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, had to like – I think it was Tyler Barron. Uh, he had to like stomp and yell at the same time <laughs> to, to tell Tyler Barron to line up on sides because he was completely off sides. Was that before the pick six, you say? Yes. It was a play before. And here's the thing. If that had been, if that had been off sides, it would have been first and five. Probably not throwing that pass on the next play. Yep. So – I think, you know, my son and I, when it happened, we both just died laughing because all we could think we were both saying is, can you imagine what he was yelling? Because he's acting like a, uh, he's acting like a petulant child over there stomping and yelling. <laughs> it's so funny if you go back and look at it. And then, and then literally the very next play he does the pit six. It's unbelievable. And I haven't heard, I didn't know people talked about it yesterday. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. And I said, I think that's the play of the game. I mean, because that changes the whole aspect of that play, and that pick six doesn't happen if it wasn't for that. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Guys, have a great one. Enjoy it. Man, thank you for – oh, I see him. I see him. I got I got impeccable timing. I got impeccable timing, I must admit. Yeah, you're only a week late in seeing it. Impeccable timing. I click right on YouTube TV, and boom. It was barren, right? I'm watching it. Or is it Tremblay? Oh, I went right to the play. It's right before the play. So you don't have impeccable timing. I do, man. It's, it's too good. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Tremblay. Yep. Damn, Tremblay? It's Tremblay. No, it's, it's Tyler Bear. Not bad. Tremblay. I was going to say, uh, uh, that does not look like Caleb Tremblay to me. And both light skin. <laughs> Trimley got the LA. He got the LA tan. <laughs> Trimley up a little bit. Um, no, that was Tyler Barron. It was Tyler Barron. He wasn't that bad. It was just a funny moment. Yeah, and, and cool recognition from from Alante. Yeah, I mean it was first and ten when it happened. But it would have, you know, it would have made it first and five. Mm-hmm. But I blame on Jay Ways. Internet speed. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Irish Networks hotline. The thing that um, concerns me about this football game, guys, is the health of the running backs. Yeah. To pull off an upset, like Tennessee wants to pull off against a team like Georgia, like this is not like one wide receiver hurt or one lineman hurt. To have your top two running backs questionable. I I, I don't think the best one is questionable. Your best two running backs did not finish the game a week ago. That is concerning. Yes. To not be able to finish. And it wasn't like you were you had a comfortable lead. And these players were unable to finish. You were fighting, clawing, scratching in the fourth quarter against a team that you had to beat. It was a must win for Tennessee. And we had Jalen Wright in there. And listen, he did a good job of running through I-40 because the hose is wide open. Kudos to the (laughs) offensive line. He did a good job of running through the wide open hose. He's been battling turf toe. Um, so he's been fighting, struggling. I hate that for a freshman because, man, that's a huge challenge of how, you know, being able to play through injury. Because you're really your first time. We got to battle that much 
through injury versus guys who are just as good as you. It's really frustrating. But no Tyon Evans, no Jabari Small at the end of that Kentucky game. And we we had that situation against South Carolina. You were playing against those uh, Ole Miss, and you are playing against Ole Miss with Antonio Pierce at running back to walk on. It's not the running that concerns me. It's the pass protection. Mm-hmm. When you play young running backs, it's the pass protection that scares the daylights out of me. And Jalen struggled with it against Kentucky when he was in there. Exactly. So they got to go, man. Tyon got to go. So I'm, Jabari got to go. And Jabari has been dealing with that shoulder all season long. Tyon with the ankle. It, this, this is a game where, where you kind of – you don't want to overlook an opponent. I'm talking about South Alabama next week. But if if there's a game where you can play hurt and not you know ruin a career doing it, and, and you're you're trying to make a statement and, and keep this thing close in the fourth quarter to see what happens, uh, you play. If you're Tyon, you play. If you're Jabari, you play because you you can take next week off and we can roll with Jalen Wright and be okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean honestly. Yes, South like Alabama, the, the, the next two weeks. The next two weeks off, because you got Vanderbilt after that. And honestly, this could be the last game of the season before the bowl game for those two running backs, and Tennessee will be okay. Start Marcus Pierce against Vanderbilt. Let him let him go for 100. Uh, I, I, that game. At, at this point, I don't expect Tyon to play. I, I think it would be a minor miracle if he plays at this point. I, I just don't think that he has had a – a good week from a health standpoint. So I, I would not get my hopes up about him playing. Uh, Jabari, I, th- I think it's been the same as it has been all season. He's, he's good to go until he catches a stinger in the game. Yeah, it's about pain management. And mm-hmm. at this point, I'm sure it can't get any worse. And at this point, it's like, all right, let's manage the pain, and then we'll just fix it in all season. So I expect, I expect Jabari Small will be walking around with the – you know, shoulder casts on here after the season. I over. imagine he will not go through spring practice. Yeah, he he don't care where the game has been played because he won't be practicing. No. So <laughs> it's about just getting through the season, and this is this is part of being a football player. Um, it's about pain management, and he has to live in the training room, and you never know those hours in the training room can be the difference between him finishing the game. Or having to come out in the third quarter. I mean, you just gotta you gotta manage it and do the best job you can, and 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 it, it just plays as much as you can. And the next guy gotta be ready to go. But that's that's what's concerning to me heading into this game. I mean, the matchups already uh, favor Georgia in a lot of areas, not all areas, but in a lot of areas. But that not only just concerns me, it kind of scares me because Hendon is the man. He's the key. He's the key to this offensive engine, but he can't get going if he don't have protection from your running back. Mm -hmm. So how does Heupel use tight ends, or how does he plan for third-string running back who's had some pass-blocking concerns? How does he handle that and still make sure that Hendon's able to throw from the pocket and try to get big plays down the football field. That's going to be what I'm I'm looking at. But let's just hope that Jabari Small is uh, able to get some of that deer antler spray. 
Well, and, and also not not to mention the the pass blocking aspect of it. But if there's no true threat of a run, if they can't get going on the ground, that's going to hurt the passing attack. As we all know, when you become one dimensional on offense, it's real hard to move the ball. Jacob Warren didn't finish the game either last game. Nope. Did he not? Nope. So I mean, you wonder about guys that didn't finish. Not even seven days ago. Yeah, I, Tyon is is the one right now that I just I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, he, he's the, the 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 main one right now. I think the others, like you said a moment ago, are, are questionable, and and we'll see how they react to practice today. We'll see how they warm up before the game tomorrow, and, and we'll go from there. This is the part of the season. I mean, everyone has players banged up on, on, on both sides, Georgia, Tennessee. It's just that this is where depth or the lack of depth will get you in trouble if you don't have it. Yep. You have guys beat up at this point of the season. This makes it tough, makes it hard. Uh, Pizza Mon 1 says, where is D? Where is D at? <laughs> oh, no. Not – not ready to play running back. He's been traveling. Traveled to Kentucky. Been on kickoff team. Uh, status on Warren Burrell. I do not know that status. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that his plan was in danger. His availability was in danger. I don't believe it is. Lenif Whitehead. I think Lenif he, will, will, be, will be good to go. Yeah, he'll be in I, a rotation. If if Tyon and Jabari can't go, then it's it's going to come down to Jalen Wright, Marcus Pierce, and Laneith Whitehead. Uh, Riley Vall says, "Huge Ben, are you feeling dark mode?" Sure. <laughs> Hi, what do you think about wearing black against Georgia Stokes? Well, as, as we talked about earlier in the hour, um, I think it's it's pretty pretty odd um, to choose to wear black against a team who one of their primary colors is black. But if that's what the players want to do, if that's going to help them get up and play this game, cool, do it. Uh, personally, I, I think I would have, if we were going to break them out again this season, probably would have saved it for the bowl game. Uh, but, you know, whatever. It's it's fine. The uniform choice will never be something I have a very strong opinion on just because that it does not affect me directly. Uh, the only people that it really should matter to are the people that are wearing the uniform that day. So if they want to wear black, if they want to go out there and represent Tennessee wearing all black uniform, uh, go do it and go ball out in it. Just just play well. Don't wear it and, and play poorly. Even if you lose, play well. Yeah, it was cool to see the reaction on Tennessee Football Twitter uh, posted it and the reactions from that post and the comments below it, man, were overly positive. And that was yes. that was just good to see. They're sweet jerseys. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're really nice. Oh, I think they look great. No doubt about it. I, I think they look awesome. It's just, I don't, I don't know. When I was in my twenties, sure, I got. Re- oh man, they're wearing that. Cool, cool. At thirty-seven, just cool. Are the players happy? Yes. Awesome. That's all I need to know. Yeah. I don't care what they're wearing. Uh, Stokes, let me let me let me run through some of these bold projections for with you, man, and get your take on them um, as we are up against top of the hour. Two four seven sports projected. Tennessee to play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl against Syracuse. Uh, ESPN's Mark Slaybaugh uh, projected Tennessee to play in the Mayo Bowl as well. 
versus North Carolina. Um, ESPN, Cal. Oh, my goodness. Bonagura. I said that right? <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, against Miami in the Dukes Mayo, Mayo Bowl. Ben's over there like, who is that? Uh, CBS Sports says Texas Bowl versus Texas. College Football News says Music City Bowl versus Minnesota. The Athletic says Clemson in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl as they continue to talk about how bad the fan base is. <laughs> Athlon Sports, Duke's Mayo Bowl against North Carolina State. Sporting News, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl versus Wake Forest. We can wear it against a black dark mode against Wake Forest. They got black too. Um, right. Action Network. Brent McMurphy says the Mayo Bowl versus North Carolina. Yahoo Sports, Liberty Bowl versus Baylor. USA Today, Music City Bowl versus Wisconsin. Which one stood out to you there, Stokes, if any? From a matchup standpoint, just because of where I live, I would love to see Tennessee play Clemson and beat Clemson. Uh, that would be fantastic. The athletic um, from a tax layer bowl. Yeah, the, the tax layer bowl. Um, from a uh, how easy would it be for me to go to that bowl game? Um, any of those Duke's Mayo bowls, they're played in Charlotte, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And honestly, all of those matchups are pretty intriguing that they, they, they mentioned. They, you know, North Carolina, NC State. They mentioned Wake at one point in one of those. Um, like surprising. All of that would uh, uh, be be pretty pretty interesting matchups for Tennessee, I think. And and so you know, uh, one cool thing about ball games is you get to play teams that you don't normally play, um, and interact with fan bases you don't normally have anything to do with throughout the rest of the season. Um, so yeah, any of those Duke Mayo Bowl matchups I think were pretty interesting. Um, and then that the one against Clemson, I, I don't you know. Music City Bowl, we've been to a lot. I, I don't really care about Minnesota. Like I, I don't. They're not that good this year. Um, I don't think that would be much of a challenge for Tennessee. I want to see Tennessee not necessarily lose and be pushed around, but I want to see an interesting game. And you know that that game doesn't really intrigue me. The Texas Bowl against Texas in Texas would uh, would also be interesting because then you have the Battle of the UTs and and uh, you know that was fun during baseball season. So I think that would be a lot of fun during football season as well. I don't know if I care about a good game. I kind of had a good time against Mizzou. Mizzou, that, that game was fun. Just give me a dub. And then the South Carolina game, was, that's was pretty fun to watch too in person. That's pretty fun. Yeah. That ain't I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> it, I, you know, it's fun while Tennessee's scoring a bunch of points, but then when Tennessee takes the foot off the gas and you're just kind of sitting there in the stadium, you're like, Okay. We're just we're not really doing anything anymore because we've got a big comfortable lead and the game is slowed down. That's that's what I don't like about those games where it's cool that you get the win. I'm not complaining about the win. I don't want people to misunderstand that. But I do like a, a I like competitive games. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you there, Stokes. Well, we're gonna get one here in a couple hours. Uh Tennessee Woo! Austin, number one Georgia. Uh huge opportunity for these players. And mm-hmm. um, looking forward to seeing what this offense is going to do against the number one defense in the country. Stokes, man, you sounded great today. Um, good to have you on. And the hour flies by when you're having fun. 
It really does, man. It really does. And Saturday, I, I want Tennessee. I, I don't expect a win just because of, of the way that matchup looks on paper. I'm not expecting a win. Hoping for, praying for, would absolutely love to see that. Um, but the cards are kind of stacked against the balls in this one. But I want Tennessee to go out and make Georgia feel real uncomfortable for the majority of that game. I, I want them to put pressure on them. Um, I, I want to see Tennessee score more points against the Bulldogs than, than anybody else has. And Georgia's due for a game like they do every year where they pee down their leg. And hopefully it's Saturday. And I, I just I hope you all have a great time in Knoxville Saturday. I think the environment should be electric. Ben, enjoy covering it. Swain, enjoy Thank watching you. from the house. And y'all be safe out there. What, what, well, what's your, what's your drink of the week? We almost got you out of here before asking. I'm sure you've got a special one this week. Uh, yeah, this week um, I'm probably – it's getting colder outside. So I think um, I'm either going to continue the, the, the porter the porter trend or I'm going to go um, and just switch to liquor this weekend and go full bourbon. Yes, go liquor. You, you, you can get back on the bourbon. It tastes a little sweeter after beating Kentucky too. Nah, that's true. That is very true. You want to go to the phones before we get Stokes out of here? It's up to Stokes. Stokes, you got to run or you got two more minutes? No, I got a couple more minutes. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Let's get to uh, Christian, right? Yes, from Johnson City. Christian from Johnson City. Christian, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Man, great. How are you? Doing well. i here running some packages for the post office this morning. I just had a couple questions for you. Yes, sir. Last week, going into the Kentucky game, you said that Heifel and Banks probably had a conversation where 31-point margin or point mark would be kind of the threshold. I was wondering where you would put that with the offense versus defense this week. And I know we're supposed to act like we've been here before, but ball fans have been waiting a while for a big win. Do you think you see us storm the field after we take down Georgia this week? Because I think it's time for the Bulldogs to go down. Y'all have a good day, and I'll listen. Hey, thank you, Christian, man. Be careful out there. And you are doing the Lord's work right now, man, as yes. we approach the holidays. Um, so yeah. thank you so much for your for your hard work. If Tennessee beats Georgia, I do see the the students saying, listen, man, we have struggled way too long. We haven't seen any type of winning at all during our time here. Even with the added security, I think there will be some students that try, <laughs> that try. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't blame them. I don't blame mm-hmm. them one bit. Now, for me, I won't have that feeling of doing that just because, I mean, I'm, I, we're, we're, we're Tennessee. Even though we're struggling, like we're, we're Tennessee, I'm not storming the field beating any any other team, um, to be honest. Now, I do know it happened in 98 against Florida, but this ain't 98. I just – I wouldn't do it. But I'm different, and I'm weird too. But, like, the students, I would be 100% okay, and I would understand if they wanted to do that and, and if they did do it. Just make yeah. sure no one gets hurt and, 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 you know, try to keep it as clean as possible. Um what was Christian's other question? Uh, the point the, the, margin. The point margin. And the, or point threshold, I should say. Man, so it's so hard to point out a point threshold against this defense because mm-hmm. they've, they've only – They've not given up more than, what, 13 points? Yeah, 13. And um, I did see what Ann Murray felt like Tennessee is going to score more than the 13, but 
the way the defense played last game, I mean, how can I be confident that Tennessee is not going to give up 30 to 40 points against against Georgia? I mean, the, the defense play last week just threw a monkey wrench in my in my mm-hmm. in my um in my assessment uh of this football game because if you play like you played against Kentucky against Georgia, they're gonna make you pay. They're gonna make you pay big time. And it can One get positive ugly. this week though is is neither JT Daniel or Stetson Bennett is gonna take off and run a bunch. Like they're not mobile quarterbacks. Not like we've seen. Yeah, but Will Levis, I mean, his longest run was 17 yards. I mean, he 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 picked up tough yards. It wasn't like explosive plays like Matt Corral. Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, he was finishing runs and falling forward and running us over. Oh, he was physical. Yeah, yeah. But I understand, I, I, like, Sister Bennett still can do that, though. discredit him. He was definitely physical. Yeah, running quarterback is always, or mobile quarterback is always, you know, uh, a challenge. Because we we we're, we're not great at at linebacker, uh, and we're doing what we can. So, yeah, I mean Stetson Bennett, I can see him having his best rushing day of his <laughs> of his season of the season uh, in this football game. But the play last week from our defense against Kentucky, man, I'm just I'm over here shook because yeah, because all season Tennessee's been very good at tackling in space and wrapping up and bringing their man down and gang tackling. And that just wasn't the case against Kentucky. It wasn't, it wasn't. It so was pitiful. I mean, this, this game can be, this game can be a twenties you know, game. This game can be in the thirties. It could be if Tennessee has like their best day offensively and Georgia has their worst day defensively. Uh, I'm, I'm all over the place though, with this one, Christian, man, I apologize. Um, that Kentucky defense really, really is uh, tripping me up here. I would say Tennessee has to get to 30 to have a legitimate chance at winning. I, I would be surprised if we come out of the weekend and Georgia did not reach 30 points. Yeah, I think that's good, man. I think that's good. Stokes, always fun, my friend. We will see you oh, yeah. in a couple of days. Have a great weekend. Have a good time. Uh, watching college football and NFL football on Sunday. I'll be doing it, man. Y'all be safe. Much love. And I'll uh, I'll catch y'all next time. Go Vols. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Time for hour number two. Stay with us.